Trust is complex. Sometimes it comes easy, sometimes not so much. It can be delicate, fragile, or in some cases, nearly indestructible. But what makes certain people trust more easily than others? And what even is trust to begin with? Trust is fundamental to being human. Each one of us have really profound psychological needs to trust other people. And we also have social needs to find ourselves in environments where trust is present. You see, each one of us, we have psychological patterns and we have psychological preferences for the ways that we show up when we want to be trusted. We also have neurological pathways of how our brain really has displayed and demonstrated trust because part of what we need is for people to believe that we can be trustworthy as well. The importance of this exercise today is for you to really understand how it is that you define trust based on your lived experiences, even the stories you tell yourself day after day about how you want to trust people and how you really want to trust yourself. Because part of what my passion is, is for you as individuals to really begin to dig deep into not just your definition of trust, but your willingness to trust who you are, to trust your behaviors, to trust your experiences, to trust your emotions within any experience and within any relationship. Because sometimes the most guiding clear light that we have to navigate our way comes from that voice that we have inside of us, our passion and our desires. My question to you is, do you trust those? Part of the way that we get confused is we often try to believe that we trust in ways that others trust or that we trust as a reflection of the environment that we're in. And actually, trust is anchored deep within us. And my ask of each one of you is how much more can you trust in yourself? Hello, everyone. It's Nathan Freeberg. Welcome back to the Leadership Vision Podcast, our show helping you build positive team culture. Our consulting firm has spent 25 years investing in teams so that people are mentally engaged and emotionally healthy. Today in the podcast, we're going to be talking about one of the most crucial, critical, most important elements of team health, trust. We're going to unpack some personal patterns and preferences around what it means to trust. And we're also going to be talking about the why and the how that people trust And we hope to help you begin to develop your own personal definition of trust. So let's get into it here with Brian and Dr. Linda Schubring as they set the table for us as we begin to understand trust. There are so many ways that organizations struggle with building trust and maintaining trust. But one thing that most organizations agree upon, and that is trust is something that we have to deal with because when trust breaks down, we always know that it's happening, but we usually aren't that aware in how we build trust. And so what we want to do is we want to begin that conversation. And what we've also found is that the reason why organizations are so keen to talk about trust is trust is one of the most fundamental elements of what it means to be human. Because as we seek to find belonging and meaning and significance in our relationships and in our teams at work, trust is a fundamental component in building those types of relationships that can sustain change and conflict. So one of the things that we do is we often say, what is your understanding of trust? And so for people to understand their definition of trust, their lived experiences of trust, the stories they tell themselves, that's one of the starting points that we will always begin with in this conversation of trust. We start by saying, 
Trust is built through connecting a series of small moments of trust over time. So these are small incremental steps, these intentional building blocks that are laid down to establish trust. And as, as trust develops, people choose trust based on their past experiences, their current expectations, and their willingness to have trust broken. And people tend to fall into different categories when it comes to trust. And those two categories are people that start from a place of trust and then people who hold trust until they've been given a mm. reason to trust. A lot of times to start with that prompt of those that start from a place of trust to those who hold trust until or withhold trust until they've, they've been given a reason or proof to trust, to know even of your team, of your group, of your family, who starts from a place of trust and who needs to have it earned a little bit um, really helps with a starting point of understanding what trust means to you. So here are two things that we want you to consider as we start this discussion is, are you a person that starts from a place of trust or are you someone who holds trust until they have a reason to trust? Linda, what, which category would you think do you fall into? For many years, I was trusting right away. Uh, I think it's the positive outlook that I have. And then you get burned several times, <laughs> right? As we do. And you start to realize I have to be, I have to mature a little bit in that area and still, still come with a positive disposition, still come with you know, curiosity and openness, but to not just give everything away right away, just to give blindly my trust. I don't do that anymore. What about you, Brian? Well, honestly, I start from a place of trust. I just believe that people are going to show up on time, that people are going to do what they say they're going to do. I trust that people are going to really lean into their potential. I just have this trust that people will always give themselves the benefit of the doubt and speak with kindness towards themselves. I mean, some of the things that even I don't even do to myself, <laughs> but I just assume um, that people are trustworthy. And like Linda said, over the years, you know, when, when trust is broken, like I do feel that emotional pain of that, but I seem to in most cases, be quick to rebound. I just believe that people are trustworthy. So that's really where I start. What about you, Nathan? Yeah, you know, it's interesting. Brian, I really resonate with that. I am a person that I think starts, maybe to a fault, from a place of trust. I remember this one time, we were having some work done on our house, and the doorbell rang, and it was someone from the alarm company like, oh, we need to check some stuff. We came in. I was just like, okay, come on in. And then this guy that was there doing the work was like, that guy's not from the alarm company. Don't let him in. What are you doing? I was like, oh, I was like, wait, where are you from? And he was from a different alarm company. It was trying to sell me something. Oh, and no. I think I am so trusting of people uh, by default that almost borders on being gullible. I don't exactly know where my generation falls, but uh, like the youngest Gen Xer, I think, mm -hmm. uh, which is supposed to be a generation that like distrusts authority, whatever it is. But I kind of like automatically trust authority and people in positions of power. But Linda, to what you were saying about being burned, there are a few people in a few situations in my life where I, I've given tremendous amounts of trust and that has been, to use your words, burned. And so rebuilding that is interesting mm -hmm. that I will 
in some ways give a complete stranger the trust to enter my <laughs> my home and someone uh you know much closer to me it's like this this weird barrier can people be both well do you want to take a shot at that or should i <laughs> you can be both but we are going to ask you to pick one to pick one and think of some examples around it because for me, uh, there are there are times where I may be in an environment or a situation or around a certain cast of characters uh, where I'm going to be the person that's going to withhold trust for another reason. But I know fundamentally to who I am as a person, I'm more than likely going to start from a, a place of trust. So we want you to participate now and pick one. You can circle it. You can star it. You can jot something down. We do have an accompanying worksheet if you would like to do that. But just pick one of those things and have that idea in your head. Are you someone that starts from a place of trust or are you someone that withholds trust until you have a reason to trust someone? And again, you might be both, but just pick one. Maybe it's the one most frequent or perhaps the most recent example of trust for you. So Brian and Linda, how do you actually define trust? What does that word mean? Well, for me, my definition of trust is you do what you say you're going to do. You are who you actually are. Uh, trust is being reliable over time, consistency, something about the things that you say, the way that you act I, is dependable. And that's how I'm defining what trust means to mm. me. And for me, trust is I can make eyes with you and then just walk away. Like I, there's just an unspoken. We have a clear communication and I just trust that you are going to do what you say you're going to do, that you are going to follow through and you're going to do it to the standard that we agreed upon. So Nathan, what about you? You know, mine's similar, but the word that com comes to mind is reliability. But someone that says that they're going to do, you can count on them to do things from big important things to picking up milk from the grocery store or whatever it is. And when I think about, you know, all three of us have similar, but also a little bit different definitions of trust. Is that a good thing when working on a team, if everyone has a different idea of what trust actually means? Yes. And I think that's the whole point. And it's getting yeah. on the same page with those definitions or realizing that we just come from different places when we approach trust, which can give us some great indicators of what is to come. So fundamental to this exercise is also then for you to understand what your definition of trust is. How would you define it? If somebody were to ask you um, what trust means what would be your answer and what would be some examples that you might give? Because when you know what builds trust for you, then you can quickly recognize it when it's around you. Because each one of us hold even expectations of how trust is going to be given back to us as well. So to establish a foundation to enable the building of trust, we start by recognizing that each one of us can define trust. So what is your definition? And it can be a metaphor, and it can be a textbook definition, or it could be some of the first things that you think about. So for example, uh, we had someone yeah. say that trust for them, their de definition was this, it's honesty in action. And another person says, I trust you as you are. And maybe there's a proving sometime, approving of the trust. Maybe it is in attitude. Maybe it's a feel. Uh, one of my favorite definitions is when someone said, it's a place of movement. 
Hmm. And when he said that, I thought that, that works for me. <clears throat> We're not stuck. I can still trust you, but there's just, there's a, uh, fluidity that happens in trusting environments. I had someone else say that their definition was simply this, say it, do it, show it. <laughs> and yet I had someone else that was more, you know, obtuse on how they define it because they said, well, for me, my definition of trust is circumstantial, that it's dependent on the context and who's there. And so what that person was saying is that it's pretty wide open for them and they determine what trust is when they're actually in a specific context. So our challenge for you is to write down what your definition of trust is. Maybe you'll type it out, uh, or maybe you'll have a few words about how you would explain trust to somebody else from your perspective. So let's take these definitions now a step or two deeper and get into the meaning behind trust. Brian, Linda, what what does trust mean? And that's probably means a lot of different things to a lot of different people. So this invitation is to allow you to now go from that one or two sentence definition uh, and to add some more structure, to maybe add some more dimension to this arrival at that that definition. So now we're going to be exploring this sense of what trust really means. In three different ways. Around your experiences, your behaviors, and your emotions. The first question is, when have you experienced trust? Think of those experiences, those times when you had a shorthand, when someone had your back, when you didn't have to question um, if something else was happening outside of your, your space right? The second one is about behaviors. Behaviors is about what behaviors build trust for you or that are exhibited in other people. Maybe it's about connection. Maybe it is about really knowing someone, um, speaking well of someone that isn't even there, Hmm. or taking the time to really understand what someone else is doing so that you can speak on their behalf. And the third question is for you, what does trust feel like? This is about your emotions that maybe it just makes you feel strong, makes you feel confident, makes you not second guess yourself. You can put your shoulders back and just kind of lean into doing the work or achieving what you need to. So one of the invitations that we'd like to introduce you to at this time to to really help nudge uh, this practice is to think of different time periods. So maybe you can start with something recent um, where you have some recent experiences of trust where you can actually critically recall like what some of the behaviors were in some other ways that you're feeling, then perhaps, you know, maybe roll it back uh, five or 10 years. Maybe you think of some experiences in, in college or in high school, or even as you're growing up, some of those first experiences and, and first introductions to what trust really means to you. So don't be afraid to just expand the way that you're resourcing all of these different experiences and behaviors and emotions. So Nathan, I want to put you on the spot because when you think about your <laughs> Your experiences or the behaviors that build trust for you or some of how you feel about it, the emotions surrounding trust. What examples come to mind for you? Yeah, something I've been thinking about through this whole discussion is I think some of my most trusting relationships I have, I don't think about it. I don't think about trust yeah. because it's just so, it's so reliable. It's so consistent. And so to think about you know, when have I experienced trust? There is an element of that every day with, with my wife in, in really small little things, right? Like I trust you're going to do this at this time. 
And some of those are like so insignificant or perhaps meaningless in kind of the, you know, the larger conversation around trust. But I'm also realizing that to your second question, those are the behaviors that build trust. Those are the behaviors over time that kind of consistent, you know, will you get milk? Yes, I'll get milk. Could you, you know, whatever, like all those little things, they build up over a lifetime. Uh, well, 19 years um, <laughs> of knowing someone and you just don't even, you don't even think about it. So the third one of like, how does it feel? I think for me, it feels like almost an extension of myself, which maybe <laughs> sounds really weird. Um, but it just has that, that comfortability of, you know, when I'm, you know, these handful of relationships that are just so rooted in just deep trusting over years and years and years, it just almost feels like an extension of, of myself. Like I know if I ask, you know, these people to do something, it's almost like I've asked myself because it's just that consistently, you know, completed. So does that make sense? Absolutely, it does. And I think sometimes articulating and then pushing you to say, what are those small behaviors? Make a list of those small behaviors mm -hmm. that make you feel like you don't even have to think about it. Because really, in this course, we're pressing pause to think about trust in a different way and to realize maybe what some of our buttons are for good or, mm -hmm. you know, that set us off. We all want to be in trusting environments. We all want to be in places where we are trusted by others and that we can trust others. We want to be in places where we can trust ourselves. But sometimes we don't do the work to really articulate what trust means to us. We wanted to push you to think about if you started from a place of trust or if it had needed to be proven. We also invited you to write a definition of trust. Once again, you're getting indicators of what's important to you when it comes to trust. And lastly, we, we then went a little bit deeper and really looked at emotions and behaviors and experiences that you've had to begin to uncover what trust means to you so that we can then get to a place where we can build trust actively. But until we do the work of laying the foundation of definitions, of meaning, of making it personal to you, maybe we put the cart before the horse. Thank you for listening to the Leadership Vision Podcast, sharing our expertise in the discovery, practice, and implementation of a strengths-based approach to people, teams, and culture. For more resources about developing your strengths, the strengths of your team, or the strengths of your entire organization, click the link in the show notes or visit us on the web at leadershipvisionconsulting.com. And if you found value from this episode or any of our other online resources, we have over 280 podcast episodes and lots more blog posts and a whole bunch of other stuff. We would love it if you would join our email newsletter or subscribe uh, wherever you get your podcasts or probably more importantly, share this with someone that you think could benefit in creating a stronger culture in their workplace. I'm Nathan Freeberg. I'm Linda Schubring. And I'm Brian Schubring. And on behalf of our entire team, thanks, thanks for, for listening. listening.